Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Osiris. Welcome to Wheels Off, a show about the messy reality of the creative life. I'm Rhett Miller. That's when it got wheels off. We started up and we ain't gonna stop. Oh, sound like you like it or not. That's when it got wheels off. Gray Delisle Griffin is an entertainer. She is pretty much the premier voiceover actor of our time. Not that I'm the arbiter of such titles, but whenever I talk to people who do voiceover, they are in awe of Gray, her talent, her work ethic. We'd be here all day if I started listing the parts that she plays as a voiceover actor, but she's Daphne on Scooby-Doo. She's a handful of parts on The Simpsons, including Martin, my kids watched her on Wow Wow Wubsy, among other things, when they were little. She's on The Loud House, and on and on and on. Her music is fantastic. Her musical partner, Murray Hammond, is my musical partner as well. Gray and I are almost family in that she was married to for a number of years and still co-parents alongside Murray Hammond, the bass player in the old 97s, who has been my mentor and musical brother since I was 15 years old. Gray's good people, and she's hardworking, and she's funny, and she's driven in a way that doesn't seem icy or grasping. All of this is to say that she's someone I really admire. She's someone that I took for granted for a number of years because she's just Gray. She's Murray's wife, and she's this you know cool person that you know, we see a lot. But then when I've been able to step back and realize what Gray has accomplished over the years, I'm blown away. I would want her to be a guest on my Wheels Off Conversations About Creativity podcast, even if she weren't um, basically uh, in my a part of my extended family. I'm so lucky that she is, though. And I'm so lucky that I get to invite her to be a part of Wheels Off Please welcome Gray Delisle Griffin. Welcome to Wheels Off, Gray Delisle Griffin. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, yeah. this is so great. So for the edification of our listeners, from where are you uh, logging in? I'm in my home studio in, in uh, Glendale. In, in beautiful downtown Glendale. It's it's a professional studio. My son, who's an artist, has kind of taken it over as his painting space. But it's so funny because I built this for my ex-husband, who was a music producer. And it's a really nice studio. But then when things fell apart, I was just, I was mad. And I, <laughs> I cut the, I'm not a, this is not a proud moment. I'm a little bit of a petty person, but I was paying alimony and stuff. And I'm like, and but he was still able to use the studio. And I was like, oh, well, he won't be having air conditioning. So I cut the wires. 
<laughs> it's oh, no. kind of an ugly breakup. But now, but then when the pandemic hit, you know, he's already moved to Nashville. He's doing great. And we're really good friends now. It's kind of a funny thing. But, but my, my agent was like, like everyone's recording from home. Do you have any? Because I've been bitching about since that all happened. I was like, God darn it. And I built that expensive studio. Blah, blah, blah. And then when the pandemic, she was like, do you have any place you can record from home? And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. I have like a really amazing studio. But then it got really hot. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm a jerk. Like, I'm such so stupid. This is all coming to bite me in the ass because I'm just like sweating going, well, Gray, I hope you enjoyed your little bit of petty you know, shit that you did. <laughs> I've, it's like that biblical tale where the guy like, is like, is that the Bible or some kind of parable where they're like, here's, you know, build this house for me. And then the person uses all these cheap materials and then they end up having to live in it. Is that the Bible or like, I don't know, some kind of parable of some sort. <laughs> it's something about <laughs> smiting thyself or something. Yeah, you... I, sm I smote myself, Rhett. Yeah, I smote and now I am hot and I'm and just a little petty <laughs> hot bitch. <laughs> there, there are so many lessons and I haven't even asked the first question. This is great. Oh. I had a feeling we would get to this. I, uh, <laughs> I love it. Um, so I don't know if you'll be able to answer this in any kind of a concise way because I feel like you have so many things going on. But what creative project are you working on at the moment and how does it light you up? Oh my light me up. I love it. I, I am a I am a fan of the podcast. Like I have listened to the I I I know you always say, um Oh, don't don't uh, tell it. Okay, me. well, no, no, I won't because then you're gonna you're gonna be checking yourself. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I, when somebody gives me a compliment, like, I love the way you always, I'm like, ah, now uh, I'm going to be weirded out about that forever. Um, you'll never see that again. Um, I, well, I got back into music because well, I, my brother lost, everybody lost their jobs and I took everybody in, you know? And so we had this weird little kind of a commune thing, which was great. At the time I was like, hmm, should I be taking everyone in? Because I don't know what I'm going to be. I mean, do I have a job anymore? I don't know what's happening. This is before I realized that I built this studio. Um, <laughs> but I took my brother, my ex-boyfriend from high school came to live with me. <laughs> he turned out to be like an anti-vax person and I had to ask him to leave. He's fine now. He's, he's came around because he got COVID and almost died. And now he's like, okay, so you were right. I didn't want him to be sick, but it did feel so good to hear somebody go, you know what? You were right. That's all. Those are the most beautiful three words in the English language. You were right. Anyway, but my brother plays guitar. He's He's a great singer and, you know, he's, he's, he's an artist, but he, but he was like, hey, we should play music together. Like, you know, because our family's very musical. We always, there's always somebody with a guitar and we sing it thanksgiving and all that kind of stuff and so he's like let's start like a little quarantine band so we raised money for charities we put out like a couple little records they were all covers and i hadn't written a song since i was like had text and so i felt like all my creativity went to kids for the past <laughs> 14 years um and then my brother and i you know we did our little records and we started playing like every night we were just like oh let's play everly brothers let's do you know like and that, that sibling harmony man there's nothing yeah. like it so we raised some money for some charities put out a couple little albums on Bandcamp, just covers and then all of a sudden like this little thing woke up and i was like oh my god you know i because i write songs in my i do that in my sleep right yeah anyway but no but i really like i started to go to sleep and then i'm like oh there's something for me songwriting isn't really planned out it's just sort of like birth or something where i'm like oh no Oh no, it's like a contraction where I'm like, it's coming. Oh God, okay. You know, and I have to grab some kind of thing and record myself or else, because there's always those songs like, man, there was a really good song that came once. And I was like, I'll remember that. <laughs> it's just like, oh, well, that's gone forever. You're never, and it's just gone. So 
I have to like capture them. It's like, you know, so I got up and I was like, okay, singing into my phone and like writing down like lyrics. And, and that just happened the first night. So the next night when my brother and I were playing, I was like, I, I, I wrote a song. I, I think it's like, okay, you know? And so I wrote like 22 songs, only one terrible one. Um, though it was bad. The, the, the 21 are good. <laughs> That's an incredible not. ratio though. I could, I, it was pretty good, but, but for how bad that one song was, I feel like it really <laughs> did even it out. Even Tex was like, mom, wow. You know, I, he's so good. Like I tell him when his art sucks and he tells me when my song sucks. But <laughs> I was like, but you know, when you're trying to explain, you know, it's bad when you're like, but actually with work, if there's strings, can there's going to be horns. And he's like, yeah, I don't care how many horns there are. It sucks. Anyway. So. Um, but yeah, so I wrote like 22 songs and, and I had already been working on a cover record and I've been doing that for like two years where just like when people are available, like we just, Murray's got like a, a little studio in his living room, Murray, everybody know. Okay. Well, I wasn't, does everybody know? Oh, you're going to say yeah, that, that I was married to the lead singers. Anyway, I will now for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Not to the lead singer. <laughs> well, every Five, every five or so songs. Exactly. There we go. Um, but anyway, I, I had already been recording like piecemeal with Murray here and there. And now he's got like a full on studio in his living room. So and all the musicians that I have been piecemealing together, these tracks, they're not on tour anymore. They're totally available. I love Greg Lees. I don't know if you know. He's a really incredible steel player. Oh, yeah. And, he's a, he's oh my God, the he's, best. He's the best. And he's always busy. So, you know, he helps me like every now and again. But you kind of have to wait. So, but, but the, I got like amazing players. Um, um, yeah, I did a cover of, of, uh, of Georgia for, cause I was, we were trying to raise money for the runoff election, you know, um, for Stacey Abrams and, um, and I got like Mickey Raphael was like, oh, I'll play, uh, I'll play harmonica. And I was like, you're, he's available. Like everybody's available. It's amazing. And everybody's got a way to record from home. So even though <laughs> I was telling my friend, I was like, you know, privileged white woman. It's like, you know, I know millions of people died, but I was able to get amazing players for all of my stupid vanity projects. So I think it's all like worth it at all. You know, anyway, um, <laughs> all my friends are like the silver lining. I was like, let's not look for the silver lining and like millions of people dead. Let's we could probably just sit with the fact that it's a bad thing. But so, yeah, so I, I did this cover track and it's, and it's all done. We did all the tracks and they're all done and the strings and the harmonica and everybody we wanted to play on it. So that's going to be out early next year but then i wrote two more albums worth of material and we've just been recording them in murray's living room and adding people all over and you know it's been so i've got three albums coming out <laughs> oh my god well yeah. it's funny for as, as much as you work you know with voiceover um the music still doesn't feel like a vanity project i mean i know you were just goofing on it as a vanity project but it feels like you're really doing it like you're working really hard at it oh well it's my True passion. Well, I grew up in a musical family. Like my grandmother used to sing with Tito Puente. And my mom was always in bands when I was growing up. And whenever we're a family, like everybody's, we're, we're singing and playing, you know, music. And you know, we're not, we're we're okay um, for a Thanksgiving <laughs> band. But um, but it's always been part of me. I've been writing some songs since I was like five. Um, oh my God, Rhett, you have to know that one. Um, you do, do you have those cringy moments where like it happened decades ago but like you think about it maybe once a month you're just like oh god no oh yeah oh no we locked up if you can hear me hold on folks hang in there why does this happen and it'll end in three two one we've locked up writing streets of where i'm from you were still like formulating it and 
I was just like really nervous around you guys because I was like 19 years old and I'm just like, oh my God, they're so cool. Like I, I just want them to like me. And I was in that mode of just like, I remember I made Ken laugh at one point and I got that feeling inside of like, <laughs> like, you know, just where you're like, he's laughing, he's laughing. Oh my God, it's something I said. And then I just kept talking and he's like, see, you know, you got to just, he's like, just let the person <laughs> laugh. <laughs> Nobody can like cut you to the quick, like Ken, like you want him to love you so much. And he's just like really good at being like in and up, you know, anyway, but, but you were writing it and I was just sitting at the table and I was like, what about this? And I like came up with this line and it was horrible. Like, I don't even remember what it was. I don't want, I just, it was, I don't know what it was. It was terrible. And you were like really nice about it. Of course, lovely. You're always so lovely and kind. You're like, yeah, okay, maybe. And then you, and then I was like, oh my God. And I think about that probably once a month. There's several other things that I, like when I thought this woman was pregnant once and it was at a convention, she was asking a question and there was a big long line of people asking questions. And then she was the last one and they were going to cut the line. And I was like, oh, don't like cut that line. Let her ask the question. She's pregnant. And it was like oh. in front of like 3,000 people. Mm, oh my God. She's just eating good, die. great. Oh my God. And then the whole room knew what happened. And I was like, oh. <laughs> you know, you get like a little handler person that was sort of waiting for me in the, in the dressing room and she didn't even say anything. I walked off stage and she just like gave me this big <laughs> hug. She was like, it's going to be okay. And I was like, I just want to die. I just want to die. And then the girl came up to get an autograph later and I thought, do I mention it or do I just let it go? I thought, don't, I'm just, I'm going to let that moment go away. But once a month it visits me and I remember <laughs> that time. Anyway, I don't even remember what I was talking about. What was I talking about? I have ADHD. I love it. <laughs> I might as well get that out of the way. <laughs> um, okay. Well, that, that does give me the opportunity to ask, because you, okay. you talked about growing up in this, this musical family and yeah. you brought up the fact that um when it's true when i met you you were you we were all young but you were especially yeah. young and yeah. i only knew you as a musician i mean you were <laughs> a young songwriter singer with this incredible voice and and um and i could tell that even back then that you were very driven but that seems oh. to be like a defining characteristic of you like you have a big engine great right like you would agree with that right oh uh, i i have a back as made raised by my grandmother this little wonderful little Mexican woman, but she expected a lot and you had to have your lipstick done. Like, I mean, you have mm -hmm. to like, and so if you weren't doing something, she was like, what are you, you know, you have to be doing something. What are you, you know, and I, I do that with text. So I feel like a bat, but he's like, no mom, it's good. But sometimes I'm like, so what are you doing? Are you working on art or what are you doing? And so he's like, can I just skate for a while? I just want to be an idiot and skate with my friends for a few weeks. Is that good? And it I was just, like, no, no, that's good. So our listeners know your son is a highly accomplished 14 year old now. Is he yes. 15 yet? Yeah. Tex is, um, he's had giant art shows. He's like well-reviewed. He's, as 14-year-olds go, he's not um, laying around just playing Xbox. <laughs> I don't allow, we were like Waldorf people. So what we never did video games, which I'm glad because he said, even with his art, he was like, you know what? I used to complain about it. He's like, but my friends who are really good at art, mostly what they draw is like manga and like, it, it's all like stuff from, media and he's like they don't really have a lot of original stuff and he's like i just feel like 
I sort of had to have an original idea because it was no stuff being put in my brain. So, um, but no, he, I can't believe, like, I just can't believe he's like on his fifth professional art show and he's selling pieces. He made enough money to pay for college, like in two days. I don't, I, okay. And he's being <laughs> interviewed just... by all these me- that people are like, <laughs> he just got a photo shoot done for this art magazine. They, you know, I don't know. He, he got called like one to watch and like that he was taking the contemporary art world by storm. Like all these mag, this sunset magazine said that about, it. I just like, Aww. I, I couldn't believe it. I'm so proud. I'm so proud. And I'm glad because he's failing everything else. Like he's terrible <laughs> at school. <laughs> he's really terrible at school. So I was like, I really hope this art thing works out. <laughs> well, what about you when, when you were young like that? Did you all, did you have a clear vision of, of your career path? I mean, you, I can't imagine that you would have been able to see everything that you're doing now at a really young age, but what did you think was going to happen? Was there an epiphany moment for you? Well, the, the first day of, of nurse or like kindergarten, probably, I think I my other name is Aaron. I, I was born Aaron Gray Van Osbury. And then I got married to a bunch of people and there were a lot of names that it's like a train car. just sort of. <laughs> Except for Murray's name. I didn't ever I never took Murray's name. And he's like one of the most important people in my life. It's funny. Um, anyway, but uh, <laughs> but no, it was Aaron. And so we got to school and they they made a big E and they said, um, what do you want to be when you grow up? And and I and you had to make you had to draw like on this big letter what you were doing. It was like sort of like an like an anthropomorphic letter. Um, and so I, I put Aaron the entertainer and and I thought that was kind of weird later on. I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't put Aaron the singer or Aaron the actress or even though I wanted to do all those things when I was little. I was always like begging my grandmother to take me to Hollywood. I, I was just like I wanted her to be like a, you know, a stage mom, you know, um, but she worked at a factory and she had no time for nonsense. So um, <laughs> but she did get me a boom box and said, here, and it, it, hours of entertainment. I wrote songs on it. I, I made up stuff. My first song was called Buckle Shoes. I was like five. And it was pretty much a total ripoff of King of the Road. It was like, I just got my buckle shoes. I don't need your pushing blues, which I don't know what pushing blues are. But and then it was like, my pocket cares big time money. I don't need yours this time, honey. So I was like an independent woman, five years old. Anyway, um, and then it said lower prices at the company store, <laughs> which there are not lower prices at the company store. I don't know. And that was where the song ended. It, it ended with the bridge, like just sort of like a weird half bridge. Anyway, but. I entertained myself on that thing all the time. And we lived in this really bad neighborhood right outside my our, our bedroom window because I slept with my grandmother until I was, you know, 15 or something. I didn't have my own room. Um, and But there was like a homeless people living. There was like three alcoholics pretty much living on a mattress right outside of our bedroom window. They were just, it was a woman and two guys and they were just always, and I was, my grandma saved my Play-Doh sculptures from when I was really little. And I just was going through her stuff. She passed away a few years ago, but I cared for her. She lived with me and I took care of her for the last few years. And I was just going through some pictures and some stuff the other day. And I found the little winos like, and I was like, wow, this is dark. Like, I, it's like, I, I was like, well, I don't know, five. And I'm making this little Play-Doh mattress with these three little people and like little teeny tiny wine jugs <laughs> with a toothpick. I remember I got a toothpick and like made the hole in the top of the wine jug. Wow. Anyway, it was, it was like, oh, and then it was like, oh, anyway. But um, so I entertained myself on the boom box and doing sculptures of the winos. It was a fun childhood. But yeah, yeah. it's funny. I can't think of a better word for all the things you do. If I had to have one word, then entertainer. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And I did. I was an artist for a while, too. I used to do portraits in the park in San. I mean, in uh, Balboa Park in San Diego. Mm -hmm. 
that was a terrible job. <laughs> it didn't people there's an art to portraits. You have to it can't look too much like them unless they're gorgeous. If it looks too much like them, they're not happy. It's it has to be like kind of like them, but like on their best day ever, ever in the world, or else you're not gonna make any money because they're like, that doesn't look like me. And it's like, oh yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> now these were not these weren't caricatures. These are portraits. No, no, I actually did like watercolor, like portraits. Yeah, I mean, like I mean, wow. sketches and portraits. Yeah, I did. I did murals and kids' rooms and doors and you know, like yeah, whole scenes. Murray's a really good artist. I because I don't know. Tex, funny because Tex couldn't even draw. He hated drawing until he was like maybe five, and then it all. He couldn't draw anything before that. His friends were drawing circles around him. And I just, I was like, he should be an artist though. Cause Murray and I draw. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> so a psychic told me, he was like, <clears throat> your son is going to be a hugely famous. He's going to be one of the biggest contemporary artists of the, of the 21st century. And I was like, okay. At the time I was like, well, my son doesn't even draw. So, I mean, he can't even make a smiley face, but I was like, okay. And then I was like, oh my God, this is so, I mean, I don't know who knows what's going to happen, but. I was like, wow, it seems like it's coming true. I love all that kind of stuff, Rhett. Like, I love, like, oh. ghosts and psychics and all the vagina things. Like, <laughs> all of it. Except for the astrology. I don't care about astrology. I, I actually married someone who I didn't know what sign he was, and I was so proud of myself. Like, three months after, somebody was like, what sign is your husband? And I was like, oh, my God. I don't... <laughs> I'm kind of amazing. I don't... I think it's a, it's a Libra or an Aries, and I can't remember, and I still can't really remember. It's October. Is that Libra or Aries? I don't know. But anyway, we're not. That was the guy who had the studio. <laughs> I think that's Libra. But it's funny is though. It? I think horse uh, astrology is big with the kids now, like teenagers. Oh, I know. Texas always like, what day and time was I born? I was like, who are you texting? It's Get the cosine app. He, they're all up about it. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. There, there's a lot of crystals involved. There's a lot of girls Dude. with crystals. Texas is. You know. Oh my God. Last night was a full moon. All of the windowsills in our house were just <laughs> filled with crystals. They're charging. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. My friend was like, it's going to be, it's a harvest moon or whatever. She, I don't know. But I was like, ding, ding, ding. I just got, I just had Neil Young in my head. That's all I know about that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but so yeah. you, um, you present as someone who is very, and I'm, I, Sorry, this is it's weird for me to do this, but you present as someone who's very like happy, like on, I'm not going to say aggressively happy, but intentionally perhaps happy. Like you're maniacally so. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> you you bring a lot of energy to the room, which is so great. And um, but I know that you're a human being, you know, and I know that there's a lot that goes on. And I wonder when you run into the interior stuff, the stuff that people won't really know about you or see about you. Um, what have you figured out as far as tricks for working through those interior self-generated obstacles? Oh, my God. <clears throat> well, as happy and upbeat and Gabby as I am, there are some dark points. Sometimes I go through a weird, like, my mom's manic depressive, so, um, and then medicated with, you know, drugs and alcohol my whole life, which is why I lived with my grandmother when I, until I was older. Um, but so I was always afraid of that because I'm such a... Um, I need energy from people. Like Tex is like wiped out by people. That's one thing he hates about doing his art shows. He had this huge art show downtown and all these people want to talk to him about what you're painting. And he kept having to take like breaks. He was like, I need to walk around for a minute. And I was like, okay. Cause I mean, he's on boy. He's on. Cause he was like a child actor and he's like, so he knows how to like turn on the charm. But then he was like, I'm exhausted. I have to just go walk and be by myself. And then I'll be back in a minute. I was like, okay, take your breaks. But for me, I'm like, 
more energy, more energy. I mean, I get charged up by people. <clears throat> so when this all hit, you know, I was like alone and also trying to figure out tech. Like I didn't have a laptop. I never had a computer until the pandemic. So I'm such a cheapskate too. Like I went, not with other people, I'll buy someone like, if it's someone else, I'm like $500 shoes, let's do it. You know, but for me, I'm like, oh, you know, I have to buy a computer. I don't like computers. I don't like technology, but they were like, well, you need to work. And so I bought like the cheapest computer I could find on Amazon. And, <laughs> yeah. and it's so funny because I had a guy like remotely look at my computer to see my memory. And so he's like, wow, you, you, and I, he's like, where did you get this computer? It's a 2014. I was like, it, it, yeah, I was like, I just, I was thinking like, how long is this going to last? Like three weeks? I mean, what? Anyway, so <laughs> in 19 months later, but he goes, um, he's like, you, it's like you bought a car that can go 80 miles per hour, like at its top, like at its top speed, but you have a job that needs you to go like 78 miles per hour at all times, but it's working. It's, I haven't upgraded yet. Anyway, I oh, have plans really? to throw so, this. It wow. worked. Uh, and I'm throwing this out as soon as this is all over. I can't wait to just get back into a studio. I'm so tired of being an engineer. I'm so terrible at it. Yeah. But what was my... See, I keep... You have to keep me on track. Well, see, oh, I, wonder, I wonder... Yeah, I wonder mm. if this is part of it. Oh, yeah. So I had a real... Like, because my brother tried... To, thank God I had taken those people in because they helped me set up my entire studio, my microphone, everything. I would have not have been able to do this. But I remember one time I got on a Zoom call... And it was for the Loud House. And I didn't know about Zoom, how there could be like 100 people on the thing. I thought it was just me and the engineer. And he was like, Gray, how are you doing? Like, And I was like, I, I can't do this, Ryan. I can't do this. I was like, I'm homeschooling three kids. And I, I'm trying to set up my computer. And I don't know how any of this works. And their dad, like, you know, Texas dad is like in Pasadena. He helps me, but you know, he's not here. We, I don't, I'm afraid to see him because I don't want to get sick. And then the little ones, their dad's in Nashville. He never, and I, I was just like sobbing. And I was like, I just can't do this. I, I just can't. And I, I was like, just sobbing uncontrollably. Then he was like, oh my God, are, do you need to take him? And I was like, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. So I was like, I'll be fine. And then I recorded the cartoon and then like 17 people on Facebook, like reached out going gray it's the producer from the lab I, I just want to let you know that we're you know we're so sorry and i'm like what and they're like, <laughs> I was like to the director i was like wait people are like saying like that and she's like oh yeah there was like a bunch of people on that call and i was like oh, i mean to have that like raw moment where i just think it's like one person and it was just like i mean at the time i felt completely violated and i felt so you know bad but People said, Gray, I just want to tell you, that made me feel so much better because we were all feeling like that, but we didn't feel like we could. And I was like, oh, well, I definitely kicked down that door, didn't I? Um, I'm always happy when someone's kid like wanders in or something. It's like, yes, okay, we're all holding it together barely. And so we're all, you know, my kids like put notes under the door like, mom, what? I don't know if you can see this. When like, are you coming out, going out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah going out yeah uh, just, he means coming out but he doesn't know where he's going or coming but anyway it's it's been been a time Rhett and I yeah like about once a month I go through like a weird little it's just like a day I'm not sure if it's like chemically I feel better or if I'm just like I can't I'm the only person you know I mean the dads of the kids are really that sounds like such a trashy thing the dads <laughs> of my kids <laughs> Sorry, my kids you know just like I get my housework done and then I start drinking um, no, but, um, but you know, they're, they're, oh, Murray's an amazing dad. He's so good with text, but you know, I just, it's hard. 
if something happens to me, it would be bad. <laughs> I can't be depressed for more than like a few hours because <laughs> it's just like, it's not possible. So I just have to like, I am, well, a, I'm a basically happy person though. I mean, I'm pretty. That's the impression I get. I don't think it's, I mean, I'm sure that you sometimes have to work to make it seem like that, but it definitely feels like you are, you know, living a life, you know, you're, you're real, you have dimension. Oh, you know, it's I'm not right. disingenuous. Like I'm definitely, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not like my friend goes, she goes, she, she tweeted like, I'm fine. She's like my suicide note or whatever. And it was just, it was so funny. And, and then she's like, do you feel like that? And I was like, no, I thought that was really funny, but I really am. Like, if I say I'm okay, I'm pretty much okay. I, I, um, you know, I've dated people who struggled with really bad depression and, and I was saying it was probably so annoying. Cause I was like, oh, Gosh, you know, every year I'm like, oh, it's going to be fall. It's going to be fall. And then we're going to have like, you know, pumpkin stuff and leaves. And then it's going to be wintertime. And then, oh, it's going to be Christmas. And then a new year. And then it'll start to be spring and the flowers will come. And then it gets hot. And it's like, woo, are we going to the beach? Like it's that season. And then it's fall again. And it's, a and my friend was just like, fuck off. But I said, I just feel like I just keep getting happy thinking about the next thing that's going to happen. Because it's always right when I'm thinking I could go for a leaf right about now or whatever, you know, it's just, yeah. I don't know. Fall always seems to come when I'm like, yeah, fall, I'm ready. This is, it's, it's right on schedule and I'm so happy about it. It's like the opposite of seasonal affective disorder. <laughs> it's seasonal fuck you disorder. It's like, why don't you <laughs> shut up, dummy? <laughs> well, I, in a moment, I'm going to ask you to distill this wisdom that you've been sharing with us. Uh, but first, we're going to take a break to hear okay. from sponsors. And we're back. Yay. Um, so, Gray, it's this is a, a, the kind of question that becomes like um, like a real life question once we have these kids of ours, especially when they're teenagers. Um, but I wonder if you were to run into a 21 year old version of yourself, but in today's world. Um, what advice you might give yourself? I wouldn't change anything that I did. I would tell myself to get a prenup. <laughs> <laughs> I just finished paying alimony and it was just like, ah. <laughs> Even though I really like him now, we're, we're great friends, but it was like, I, <laughs> I like you, but thank God that's the last check you get. Um, gosh, that's a really shallow answer. <laughs> But I have, I've, 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 I feel like I've been sweet pea, you know, like I had a, I didn't have the best childhood. I had, things were kind of kooky. Um, I did some crazy things, um, made a lot of mistakes. I'm glad I didn't, I started in stand up and then moved into voiceovers. And I really am glad that, cause I'm doing stand up again now. And I, I'm glad that I, cause all my friends who stayed in stand up mostly they were on the road and they didn't really put down any roots and they didn't, they didn't have families or anything. They've just been road dogs for 20 years. And they're like, Oh my God, great. Cause I remember at the time I was like, I'm going to start doing voiceover and maybe some music stuff. And I'll come back to this later. <laughs> it took 20 years, but I'm back. But I just feel like now I can afford to not make any money. Cause you don't make any money unless you're like headlining and constantly touring. But, but I have all the fun of just being able to be like, maybe I'll make a little special. Maybe I'll, you know, do a little thing. Um, so I am glad that I did. I know. I just feel like Sweet Pea, you know how Sweet Pea crawls through Popeye and there's like a construction site and all this stuff. It's like, oh God, what? Because I mean, I think about the things I did, like people I dated or like, you know, I could have ended up in the trunk of a car. Like one time a guy was like, do you want to go to Vegas with me to be in my, my dad's getting married and I don't want to go by myself. I was at a coffee shop and I was like, okay. And I just like got in the car. We went to Vegas and I'm like, oh my God, I watched these crime shows. And I'm like, that could have been me. 
that almost was me. Um, he actually is a really nice guy. He actually started this thing called Cardio Bar. Do you know what that is? No, it it's sounds like, a, like a rich guy now. <laughs> it's, he is. He's like this very thing. My friend, he's got like this franchise of like fitness studios here. And my friend was like, and I was like, I know that guy. Where do I know that guy? And I was like, oh my God, I went to Vegas for one. And then we ended up like just talking again. And he was like, you're the girl that's in all of my dad's wedding pictures. He's like, my family jokes about you, like this girl. I, don't, I didn't used to wear a bra until I was like, I don't think I wore a bra until I was like 26 when I was like, hmm, maybe I should do that. But anyway, he's like, you're that girl with no bra and all my, my dad's wedding pictures. <laughs> classy, classy, classy. Anyway, um, but I feel like I just kind of sweet peed my way through the construction side of life and I just happened to land on my feet. I don't, I was ready to be a total failure. I, I knew I wanted to be an artist my whole, you know, in, in the arts somehow. And I didn't see that ever really making any money. And I just thought like, well, I guess I'm just going to be broke, you know, but I'll be happy because I'm going to do this no matter what. That's why when people tell me, should I keep acting or should I do music? I don't know if I should stay. And I always go, no, you should not. You should get out now. And they're always like really offended. And like, they're like, wait, what? Why? And I go, well, because like, I mean, if you're asking me, I mean, I mean, if you have any doubt at all about it, don't do it. It's only for people who are just like in it for whatever it has. You know, you have to do it. I mean, I couldn't. I couldn't, I actually, honestly, I literally couldn't because I have no skills. I only can type in the last 19 months when I got this computer. I, I never took a typing class because I was always like in the, I was like, oh, they're having a scene study class. Oh, there's a, you know, there's music theory, you know, and I'm like, so I don't want to type. So I never took typing. So with my iPhone, I was always like, I still text like that. And, um, and this, it takes me, I didn't even know about cut and paste. I, I thought you had to type in the entire address. I was like, well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. H-T-T-P <laughs> semicolon. I mean, I mean, it's just like bad. Anyway, so I literally have no other skills. My other job before this was like I, I, was, I opened the door at Olive Garden. I was a greeter. I couldn't even do that right because I talked too much. And the guy was like, less talking, more, more opening the door and not bothering people while they're... Um, and then I... I was I, I was a singing telegram person, and then I was a stripper for a little while. I, that's how I paid for my my demo tape. I did an amateur contest. I was terrible. There were all these girls with like fake tans and fake boobs, and like they were like professional amateurs. I didn't. I don't know if you know, but there's amateur contests are not amateurs. Maybe there's like one or two, but <laughs> I didn't know that though. I was like $1,500. I need a demo tape. And I'm over here. I was cleaning houses for this place called custom made. I was uh, my friend, Scott, you know, Scott Ackerman, the comedian. Yeah. 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 So he got me, a, we went to college together. He got me, he's like, I can get you a job at this place called Chin Chin. I was a, a, I love a Chin Chin. host. Yes. I, I was a host. And I made no money at that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so cleaning houses, doing singing telegrams, hosting at Chin Chin. And, I, and my friend's like, there's an amateur. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't even drink. Like, I've, I'm re and I'm really a modest person. Like, even at sleepovers, I was always like, like, even in gym class and everything, I was like, ah, you know, like running to the shower. Like, I don't like people to see me naked. But I was like, for money, a, a demo, I need a demo tape. So I went and worked <laughs> the entire room. I went there early, talked to every guy in there. I was like, hi, I'm going to be in this amateur contest later. I had like big, my Mexican Afro, like I had like crazy hair and like, I didn't even have the right stripper clothes. I had like Marona underwear from right. Target. I was like, I'm going to get a G string. Oh, you know I mean? <laughs> it was like, it was like mom lingerie, terrible. Um, 
like a, like a small heel, like a chunky heel, not even like a, like a sexy heel, like a sensible heel. Um, <laughs> but I talked to every guy in there and I was like, I need a demo tape. And they're like a thousand dollars and it, I'm working at this. I clean houses and I do all this stuff and I'm barely making my rent and I don't even really have a car that works very well. And I just, I know if I can get this demo tape that I could do this voiceover job. And they were like, we'll do some voices. And I was like, okay. So I started, I was like, I was doing my little old lady voice and I, and I, and I, and I talk like a little, I was like, I could do like a little girl. And <laughs> I was like doing babies and creatures and I mean, I did it all. And, and then they were like, that's great. Oh my God, I'll vote for you. So boy, did I surprise those amateurs, quote unquote, because they all had like pyrotechnics and like sparkle. One girl had sparklers. She did like a whole America thing with this America bikini and like a whole thing. <laughs> extensions and <clears throat> I was up there with my Mexican fro and my Marona Target underwear and my chunky sensible heels and they so they went down the line they're like okay so who who votes for this amazing looking girl and everybody was like you know smattering then the next uh, who about what about this amazing looking girl smattering smattering got down to me and the place went bananas <laughs> because I had talked to every guy and done my voices and the girls were like, something's going on. Like after when we went back to the dressing room, they were like, do you like, do you have friends here or something? And I was like, no, I made all these friends. I've been here since 430. <laughs> that's amazing. So. That is, that's maybe the most gray story I've ever heard. Just <laughs> because you're genuinely so likable and you're so Aww. just driven. That's the big engine at work. And Aww. what I didn't realize my main job before rock was a uh, host at a restaurant. Oh. as well so you and i, I knew you were a door guy at the yeah, at yeah. oh I yes never, i never stripped i did have one table full of people <laughs> at have. club dot i asked they said we'll give you 20 bucks if you'll just take your shirt off right now and i was like fuck 20 bucks that's more than i make in a week and i took my shirt off and they're like oh it's so disappointing <laughs> But give me, you got to get the 21st, Red. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. My friend and I were at a Carl's Jr. This is like when I first moved to LA and we were just broke and she was really pretty. We were in a car just sitting outside of a Carl's Jr. Just like, and we were, we barely had enough to even get Carl's Jr. And we were like, let's splurge. And this creepy guy, this is another time I could have died. This creepy guy <laughs> came. I don't even know if I should be telling these stories. This is terrible, but no, it's, it's like Disney. I hope you're not listening. Anyway, but um, creepy guy comes up and he's like, hey girls. I'll give you $100 each if you pee into this Carl's oh. Jr. cup and pour it through the top of my sunroof. And I was like, oh, my God, he's so gross. But then we were sort of like, God, yeah, that's gross. He's gross, right? I mean, he's, gr is it, he's gross, right? Are we not going to? And she was like, I mean, I just had a big iced tea. <laughs> and I was like, I said, if you take the cup into the bathroom of the Carl's Jr. and pee in it, I'll pour it. And then we'll just, you know, each get $100. And she was like, okay. So she, she's like, okay. She's like, you have to give us the money first. So he gave us each a $100 bill. And I was like, it was like a nice car. It was a really, I don't remember, it was like an Audi or something. It had a really nice sun. And I was like, so just like in the sunroof, right? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, so, okay, I'm doing it. I remember going like, I'm ready. He's like, stop warning me. It's fine. Just, and I was like, okay. And I just did it. And that, we left with our, we had a great time we went to the mall <laughs> <laughs> went to the wet seal and blew our wad as it were <laughs> at the wet seal uh, oh my god no but that was like <laughs> a very apropos shopping experience after that <laughs> so i feel like i would regret it if i didn't ask you because you just did a little sampling of them the the way you're able to do the voices so effortlessly and to move from one into the other i kind of always took it for granted um knowing you that you could do this thing until 
you did um erica my wife for the listeners <laughs> you just slipped into erica one day and i was like oh my god that's the craziest thing i've ever heard but you've done it like so would you mind doing a few voices first? Like, for instance, what is your favorite? I mean, you do a ton of voices, oh, but God. is there one that you really are proud of? Like you didn't think you could do it. And now it's just like such a fun voice to do. Well, I'm playing Martin on The Simpsons now. Oh, and I'm just God. like, I cannot believe that. I still, you know, we're on Zoom calls and I'm like, there's Hank Azaria and there's Yardley. This is crazy. They're in a square and I'm in one of the squares. This is yeah. unbelievable. I mean, like still, it's like surreal, but... But Martin's like, I don't want to have Bart's baby. Martin kind of talks like that. And um, um, and Jeepers, I, I grew up watching Scooby Doo and and Daphne. You know, I I after school, it was just such so many creepy mysteries on TV. And oh gosh, I I never thought I would do. I do Betty. I I've, I've been playing Betty Rubble for ten years. So she's like, <laughs> Oh Bonnie, and just so many. Oh, I I just like if you had told little me because I really like I was a latchkey kid so I would go to my grandma's house and I always put on this gross robe like do you have an eating robe I don't know maybe I, I'm the only one with sure dis- but I'm like you know just like a gross robe where you can just like be disgusting in it <laughs> and I would just eat ice cream out of the container and um this is a lot but anyway but I would watch like stupid cartoons and just I never thought like oh someday you're gonna be Daphne someday you're gonna you know it's just weird um, no, but I am so that I think Daphne was like the first thing that I did that people actually because it's like, you know, when you're any kind of an actor, you tell people like, oh, I'm an actor. And they're like, oh, well, have I seen you in anything? And usually you're like, um, you know, like, have you maybe you've there was a pilot. And then, well, I mean, you know, it's like it's a small, you know, you're trying to like it's like I matter. I'm you're qualifying your whole career. Like you're thinking like, am I is there anything to this anyway? But Daphne was finally, it's like, it's like the 100-pound gorilla because everyone knows it. You you have to be living under a rock to not know Scooby-Doo, you know? So it was fun to actually have a thing where people were like, oh, I know that. And it's like, yes, I have a thing and it's recognizable. Boy, it is. It's <laughs> such currency too. I remember when my kids were little and you called up and left a birthday message for Max as Wow Wow Wubsy. Oh. Right? Was God. It was Wubsy. Yes. You were Wubsy. I was Wubsy. Wow, wow, everybody. Welcome to Wuzzleburg. I remember text. We didn't let him watch TV, you know, for the longest times because we were all hippie parents and everything. But the kids across the street said, your mom's Wubsy, your mom's Wubsy. And Tex got really mad about it and came back. <laughs> and I was like, what's wrong? He's like, they said you're Wubsy. And I said, you're not Wubsy. And and, and and I was like, well, yeah, I am. And he was like, no, you're not. You look nice. And I was like, what are you talking about? He thought Wubsy was chubby. He thought it was like a word for chubby. So sweet. I was like, oh, dork baby, little Flanders baby. Oh. <laughs> God, I feel like at some point I'm going to be having to interview Tex. I'll oh give my him, God! I'll give him He's a, a year good interviewer. I, I sometimes I feel like I have to like be there just to make sure he doesn't. God, he does. He is embarrassing though. He tells on me all the time. Like <laughs> he's like, I don't know. He's he'll go. No, you don't. Like if I somebody asked me something, I took him to New York. To see, there was a guy that I kind of liked. I just, you know, I, I nothing happened or anything, but but he was like, "Hey, you're in New York. Let's get together." And I was like, "Well, I'm with my son, but we're happy to have lunch with you." And I was like, "This should be like a game show or something where you have to take your sassy 14 year old son because where it's like a first date show where they just blow all your cover. You can't be cool. You can't like be like, who do you want me to be? I'm, you know, because yeah. I was." And he, everything I said, text like, I mean, I don't drink very much. Every, about once a month, I'll have a like a. A cutesy cocktail like something i like a i like a craft cocktail i never finish it but tex was like making me out to, i was like oh my then i got way too defensive because 
I was like, well, I don't really, he's like, the guy didn't drink. So he's like, I don't really drink. And I was like, yeah, I don't really either. And Tag's like, oh my God, yes, you do. You drink. And I was like, oh my God, no, I, uh, Tex. <laughs> and I was, <laughs> it was really embarrassing. So. Oh my God, I love this. I feel like um, <laughs> I need to make it out to LA so that I, I haven't seen Tex since he was about 10 or 11 and he was already so well-spoken. But I really appreciate the time and the generosity of your wisdom and your, I feel like you've learned so much and you've shared so much of it with us today. And I, I really appreciate it. Thank well, you so much. I love much. your podcast so much. And I was, I'm a huge Shannon McNally fan. She was one of the first people I ever saw play live. And I'm such, I'm so crusty and hate. I hate all, I, I hate 90% of the things that I hear. And so I was ready to, I was like, oh, this girl's going to play at a party. She wasn't signed or anything. It was just like some party that me and Marvin were at. And they were like, oh, this girl's going to play. And I was like, oh, it's going to be awful. And then I was like, oh my God, I love her. And I followed her career. And so then when she was on your show, I was like, oh my God. Anyway, you can cut this part out, but tell Shannon that I'm a big fan. Oh, we'll leave it in there because it'll make Shannon happy. Good. Uh, okay. Thank well, thank you, you so much for being on Wheels Off, Granny. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for listening to Wheels Off. Please be sure to rate and review the show on iTunes. That helps us appear higher in the search results and lets other folks know that it's a cool podcast to listen to. Also, as the kids say, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere else that you listen to shows like this so that you never miss an episode. This has been Wheels Off, and I'm Rhett Miller, encouraging you to create every day. Thanks, y'all. Hey, what's up? My name's Lurk, and I'm the host of Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast. Every week, I have in-depth conversations with bands from all over the scene, big and small. We also like to keep our finger on the pulse and showcase up-and-coming bands on the show as well. So come check out Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast.